talked with a lot of farmers this week. Spent a bunch of time with dairy farmers down at the Washington State Dairy Federation Convention. Down in Grand Mound at the Great Wolf Lodge this year, so a lot of good conversations there. And then spent the second half of the week hanging out here in Linden, where I'm at this morning. At the Washington Small Fruit Conference, as well as the Linden Ag Show, two events held in conjunction with each other, the Northwest Washington Fair and Event Center, as we talked about with organizer Stacy Beyer last week here on the program. So here we are on a Saturday morning. It's all done with everybody's having a nice weekend. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to get anybody to be able to chat this morning with me. So I was thinking ahead for once. And I connected with some folks at the Small Fruit Conference as things were wrapping up yesterday afternoon. Again, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned Dylan Honkoop here. This is The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790, where we talk about all things farming uh, here in Whatcom County and around the Pacific Northwest. Of course, if we're at the uh, Small Fruit Conference, that's what we're talking about. Uh, one of the issues being pesticides. And what are the laws around those? And are they being used safely? It's a tricky question. It can be a controversial issue. So first up, I want to share with you a conversation I had with Kevin Jensen. He's a, a pesticide inspector with the Washington State Department of Agriculture. Very interesting. Take a listen. I uh, had a chat with him right after he got off stage giving a, a pesticide safety and inspection uh, talk to a huge group of growers and, and workers there. Uh, very interesting stuff to learn about pesticide safety and what the laws are governing the use of, of pesticides. Talk about what you do as a as a pesticide investigator. You're making sure people are following the law. Correct. So our department enforces the pesticide laws and rules in Washington State. I work out of Olympia. I cover all of Western Washington. Um, so we we regulate the production end of it, where they actually produce the pesticides, mm. the distribution, where they sell the pesticides, the use for applicators, and disposal, where they're actually getting rid of the pesticides. So it's cradle to grave is how we regulate the pesticides. Got it. And, of course, you know, the use of pesticides to some people can be controversial. People have a lot of concerns around the safety of pesticides. What are the main things to keep in mind as far as the, the kinds of rules? Because I know you just gave a, a talk here today. You know, you got, I mean, you were on for 45 minutes talking in, in detail about a lot of these things. And, and from what I could tell, there was a ton of detail even potentially beyond that. In you know a nutshell, what are the kinds of rules that people have to follow when they're applying pesticides? So today I gave a talk on the worker protection standard. It's a federal rule that we enforce in Washington State, and that is in regards to farm, nursery, and greenhouse. And so if you have employees and you apply pesticides on a, at a farm, nursery, or greenhouse, you have to follow the worker protection rules. 
So that's just one set of rules that we enforce. In a nutshell, the number one thing to follow is the label. So the label is law, and it's it's a federal label that's approved by EPA. And so that is the number one thing I can recommend in a nutshell to follow. No matter what pesticide is, if it's a, a bleach product you bought at Costco, if it's uh, the farmer making an application to blueberries, or if it's a water treatment public agency putting something in a water tower to kill algae. Mm-hmm. They all have a label, and that's what everyone needs to follow. And by label, you mean it's actually printed on the, or included with the container that the, the product comes in? Absolutely. All the personal protective equipment... Re- required when you apply it, whether it's gloves, goggles, long sleeve shirt, long pants, things like that. So, and it'll have rates on how to use it and where you can use it. What uh, was your message for farmers here today? You, you talked about quite a few different things that farmers need to keep in mind. They're important uh, reminders for keeping everybody safe, the workers, neighbors, anybody anywhere close to what's going on with a pesticide application. So the number one message today that I gave to farmers is is communication. Um, I, I talked about worker protection standard, but the biggest thing behind worker protection standard, the WPS, is communication. You have training, annual training you have to do with your employees, whether they're a handler or a worker. A handler is actually somebody handling the pesticide. And a pesticide is basically anything that kills. That's an herbicide, insecticide, rodenticide. Um, so the number one message was prevention. So you have to have decontamination supplies on site. You have to have emergency eyewash. You have to have the training in place. You have to do field posting. Um, and it's all about prevention of exposure to pesticides to the employees and them having hazard communication so they know what's going on on the farm they're working. What you do inspections, obviously, pesticide investigator. How does that work? What are you looking for? When, when do you go to farms or other places uh, where pesticides might be applied? So about half of what we do is investigations, half of what we do is inspections. Um, so we would, about 50% of the work we do is in agriculture, so we do a lot of ag work. Um, we're looking at storage, we're looking at licensing, we're looking at training, we're looking at everything that has to do with pesticides on the farm. And so you come onto a farm, what are the kinds of things that you see? What, what are you reminding people to be doing? What, so, what do you cover? So sometimes we're on the farm because a neighbor complains, and we mm. have to follow up on a complaint. We're a public mm-hmm. agency, so we have to respond to complaints. Uh, sometimes we're on the farm because we're driving by and we see a sprayer in the field. We're going to stop and talk. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're there for many reasons. Sometimes a farmer calls us and says, hey, can you come out and check my pesticide stuff out? You know, um, the, there's many different ways we could get on the farm. Um, but, you know, in, in general, we're looking to make sure the, every, the handlers and the applicators are following the label um, and doing sa- things safely. What should the public know about the laws that govern pesticides? There's a pretty uh, stringent set of laws in place as far as pesticide regulation goes. Um, the state level has the ultimate enforcement on pesticides in the state. Some counties and cities have adopted their own, um, but we work under you know the supervision of EPA the, under the feds too. So um, you know we're again we're there for the public. We're there to protect human health and the environment. Um, so we're we like to work with ag. Ag has a responsibility to, to produce food. Um, but they need to do it safely, and, and pesticides are, you know, a number one tool, if not number one, a, a top five tool uh, to produce that food. 
no matter what industry it is. So, and organic or conventional, they're all using pesticides. Uh, we work in both organic and conventional. Um, if it's a pesticide, if it's killing something, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're checking those labels as well. I think that's a, you know, a misconception on a lot of people's part. They think organic means no pesticides. But what's the difference there? It's whether it's synthetic or not, right? Correct. Whether the product being used as an, a pesticide is, is synthetic. Correct. Yeah, in my experience, um, organic or non-organic farmers both use pesticides. Sometimes the organic farmers uh, have to use more because the mm. products may not work as well as the synthetic products on conventional foods. Kevin Jensen is with us right now. He's a pesticide investigator with the Washington State Department of Agriculture. Uh, Kevin, how'd you get into this? I was born and raised in ag. I still help uh, manage my family's farm in South Thurston County. Um, I've been doing this for about six years. Honestly, I got into this because I saw a job posting and I wanted a government job. Um, (laughs) I I didn't even know that the position pesticide investigator existed. So, Mm. so, um, I love it. You know, we do a lot of work. You know, sometimes the bed bug cases in hotels in Seattle aren't very fun, but uh, <laughs> wow. um, we, you know, we work in every single industry and, and it's never the same thing. So we get to come to these, uh, like the small fruit conference and talk to farmers. It's a neutral situation. So farmers are more apt to talk to us in this environment. Um, so, you know, it's great. By the way, uh, excuse some of the noise behind us here. We've got Farmers Equipment Company packing up some of their stuff from the uh, Linden Ag Show here. Again, we're talking with Kevin Jensen with WSDA. Um, what, what kind of farming did did or do you do down in Thurston? What, what's your background there? Uh, I raise commercial timber, Christmas trees, mm. uh, beef cattle, hay. Um, so I do a variety of things. So you've seen a lot of that stuff. But you decided you ha- also have to get a real job. Man, that's a story yeah. for a lot of people yeah, in farming you know, right unfortunately now. in this world, if it's a small farm, somebody's working off the farm, yeah. uh, whether it's for medical benefits or or, you know, wages or whatever. Um, unfortunately, in this day and age, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So, You talked about, during your presentation a little bit earlier, you talked about a web resource that farms farmers can use, and, and then you encourage farmers to even share that, that website with neighbors or, or anybody with questions. Talk about that. What is that? So that is called NPIC, the National Pesticide Information Center. So that is based out of uh, Oregon State University, but it's funded federally by EPA. And it is a resource for anybody to access. So whether you're an applicator, whether you're a concerned citizen, uh, you can access information on there and get actual science-based toxicology data. Uh, you know, if, if the neighbor spring Roundup, is it going to affect me? Is it going to affect my yard? Is it going to affect my kids? You know, things like that. You can call or email them directly. And they can provide science-based information on that, um, on any pe- anything pesticide-related. So they're a great resource. We use them all the time in our line of work, and we, we try to advertise their, um, their phone number and website. So if, even if you just Google NPIC, or, or mm-hmm. NPIC pesticides or something like that, you'll get to their website. NPIC, NPIC, National mm-hmm. Pesticide Information Center. Correct. Got it. Um, and I think, yeah, everybody should have that on their favorites, you know, because questions come up. People uh, don't know exactly what the science is. And you, I think you mentioned during your talk, you can go to Google and Google something else and get 
a thousand different answers that may or may not be true and could freak you out or give you undue confidence in something that you shouldn't be doing. I mean, I think that could probably cut both ways. Correct. Yes. Google is, is kind of a devil edged sword. So uh, if you dig hard enough, you can probably find whatever answer you're looking for. (laughs) So NPIC is a good neutral website with science-based information. All right. So what, what's, uh, what's the bottom line here for farmers and, and, and pesticide application be careful, be smart, know, read the label, Yep. Yeah. do training. Follow the label, all the required training, know what the weather's doing, uh, make sure the weather's on your side, have a way to check the wind, what it's doing. You know, a lot of ag now is being encroached on by urban uh, houses stacked right against orchards and, and uh, you know, pivot circles in eastern Washington, things like that. Uh, so it's really important to pay attention to what the wind and the weather is doing. No inversion conditions, you know, the wind's not blowing 15 miles an hour at the neighbor's house kind of thing. Uh, you know, and unfortunately in the Skagit-Wakam area with the, the spotted wing issues going on for berry growers, uh, they're having to treat their fields pretty frequently uh, to control the spotted ring. So uh, um, there's, there's more of a chance to drift onto the neighbor's property. What um, what are the, the penalties? Like you talk about drift, there's laws, and if you break that and you're out spraying in a wind and your pesticide is drifting, you can be in trouble. Talk about how that works. It's, well, it's complicated. Yeah. How about that? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it could be as simple as a warning letter, notice mm-hmm. of correction, and it could go up to a $7,500 fine. It really wow. depends on uh, how egregious what happens, if there's human health exposure, mm-hmm. uh, if, the, if you killed the neighbor's dog, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that uh, to aggravate it. Uh, previous violations can, can also aggravate it. So, um, you know, but we do have a penalty matrix in place, and it is used frequently. So are you guys just kind of cruising around during season, keeping an eye on things, or how you just show up on a farm, boom, nobody knows you're coming? Yeah, most most of the work we do uh, is required to be unannounced. So most mm. most of it in ag is drive-bys. We see the sprayer in the field or, or no sprayer in the field, and we just swing by and, and ask questions. Um, and do what's called an inspection. If we see somebody spraying, we might do what's called an ag use inspection. We're looking at your sprayer, your your spray records, um, storage, licensing, things like that. Um, or we may be called out into the area for a complaint. What's the biggest thing that the public tends to misunderstand about all of this? Um, I don't know if there's one thing, but the public, uh, when dealing with the public, the biggest thing is fear. And it's mm. the fear of the unknown, and it's the fear of why, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm. And in my experience, if farmers can have relationships with their neighbors, mm. um, we, we never get a phone call, right? Explain to the neighbors why you're doing what you're doing, when you're doing it. Give them pre-notification. Let them know, hey, I'm making an application in the morning. Uh, just let you know. Don't be out there with, yeah. you know, just in case it does come over the side. Um, if, if communication worked between farmers and their neighbors, I would honestly be out of a job. Mm. So a lot of what you do is responding to complaints. Yes. And usually that's what, somebody smells something, they think there's been drift or something like that? Correct, yeah. Smell, sight. Um, if it's an herbicide, then plant damage. Right. Um, and yeah, we, we take environmental samples, swabs, uh, collect clothes, you know, things like that. Well, I can tell from all of this that you take this very seriously and, and state laws and federal laws on all of this stuff are pretty extensive. They are, yeah. Yeah, they are. 
Kevin Jensen again with WSDA, uh, a pesticide investigator. Thanks for sharing here, and, and, and thanks for the work that you do and, and you know running a seminar like we heard uh, from you today. I know there are a lot of people who got some good reminders and uh, learned a lot from what you had to share. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a good time.